Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. I welcome every one of us at the other side today. All our viewers from different parts of the world listening and joining to today's broadcast. I welcome every of our, of our viewers on Facebook, on the Instagram, on YouTube, and also even on on the, on the TV, and that is on the Telos TV channel 879. God bless you all. God bless every one of us all in Jesus' name. I welcome you specially because today we are starting a new series of teaching. And the teaching we are starting today is extremely important. But before I run into the teaching, I want to quickly put it out there to you to invite you to the next edition of Dominion Voice Breakfast Meeting. Dominion Voice Breakfast Meeting coming up this Saturday, this Saturday, the first Saturday in July. It promises to be a great time, and by the grace of God, we'll be having God's, we're having, we're having our God's servants teaching us as well. We'll be having um, Reverend uh, uh, Dr. Florence, uh, Florence Akindele. We'll be having also our own uh, Pastor Tino Ajanoku and also Minister Chell. We'll be looking at the topic, how to live a stress-free life. There is so much stress in the atmosphere. There's so much tension. And I believe this is the reason why God wants us to hear this word and be taught. So please make sure you make that date, make yourself available. Do remember, it is the knowledge that we know that sets us free. It is knowledge that sets us free. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, which is knowledge. And the truth you know will liberate you. So a man's challenge, a man's order is the ignorance that he faces. Once you contact the truth, you will automatically contact, you will automatically be liberated. So the truth about to live a stress-free life will be shared. And I want every one of us to please be available. It's going to be at 9 a.m., that is Mountain Standard Time MST, and it's going to be uh, around 4 p.m. in uh, that is in, in in West Africa time zone. And if you are watching from Europe, you also may need to look at your time zone and just adjust it either by an hour or thereabout, so that you can be a blessing. And please share share it and invite people to come. Amen. So today we are looking, we are starting a new topic, which is the dimension of the Potter in faith the dimension of the potter in faith since we started looking at god's word in line with the instruction he gave to us in teaching on the on the subject of faith coming from different dimension you know there is this area that i see that a lot of people are missing out and um, god wants us to shed light to it he wants us to, to to shed light to it and look at the dimension of the potter in the faith the dimension of the potter in faith. What role does the potter have to play when it comes to us operating and living by faith so that we just don't begin to live, um, to live another life? Amen. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for bringing us again today to learn at your faith. We are ready to learn. We are ready to hear you. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will speak to us. Touch our lives and let our lives never remain the same. 
Lord, help us to be doers of the word. Let this word be entrenched in the tablets of our heart and make us, oh Lord God Almighty, to live in the reality of your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God forevermore. Amen. Now we are looking at the dimension of the porter in faith. Now, we all know Hebrews 11.1 1 makes it clear. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Bible says in that same Hebrews, it says without faith, it is absolutely impossible to please God. For he that come to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, if we live a life of faith, that means God is pleased with us. And Jesus Christ said, if you shall have faith as small as the mustard seed, you shall tell this mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea. And if you do not doubt in your heart that those things which you have said shall come to pass, say whatever you say, you shall have them. The condition is you must not doubt and you must believe his word. However, your faith, the magnitude of your faith may be small, may be very small. It can even be as small as the mustard seed. The mustard seed is a very tiny seed. So that means to everyone that you are listening to me today, you have sufficient faith to deliver to you what you have, what you desire of him. The only condition is you must not have any doubt within your spirit. Anyone that doubts is like the wave, is like the sea that is being tossed around. And such a person will not, cannot, should not expect to have anything from God. So having said that, God is pleased with you and I when we walk by faith. And God is interested in giving to us every, anything we want once we have our faith stretched out to him, reaching out to him, he is able to give to us. And I want us, anyone, possibly you are listening to this program for the first time, please go back and listen to all the series we've had. Go to YouTube, type in Dominion Voice Christian Outreach, and then search it on YouTube. All of the teachings of so much resources and materials are available for you. Listen to them. So God is interested in making you and I to have whatever we desire, the only thing is that we must be able to buy it with the currency of faith because faith is the currency that we use in getting whatever we want. Now, please, I want us now to take a step back and look at what is the dimension of the potter when it comes to the issue, the issue of faith. What is the dimension of the potter? What is the dimension of God? Now listen to me carefully. We all have to know that the Most High God is the potter, and we all are the clay. And the potter, in creating materials, in creating the vessel, he created every one of us in different sizes, shape, color, and from different background. He created us differently. But everyone that he created, he created us for a purpose. He created us for a purpose. Now, many times, a lot of us, a lot of people, they break the word of God. According to the word of God in the book, in the book of 1 Corinthians, 
when it says comparing themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Now, God created everyone as a vessel and with a purpose, with a mission. You cannot change the purpose of God for your life because you are not satisfied or happy basically because you have not decided to discover yourself to know what resources God has placed in your life. Paul the Apostle said, he said, I magnify my ministry. Before Paul came, we had Peter who was leading the church in Jerusalem, who everybody gravitated towards. And here when Paul came, Paul came with the dimension of the gospel of grace. And he himself had to admit that he was not sent, sent to the Jew, but he was sent to the Gentiles. And any time Paul moved to the direction of the Jew, you realize that he was stoned, he was beaten, and he was thrown out. But any time he went to the Gentiles, Paul became a celebrity. He was accepted, he was celebrated, and he was honored. Why? Because he was designed by the potter as a vessel sent to the Gentiles. Now, it will be technically and absolutely wrong of Paul to try to go to Jerusalem and says he wants to use faith to now go and make impact in Jerusalem. Now listen, Peter tried it. Peter was sent to the Jew. In fact, Peter stayed in, the, he stayed among the Jews, he stayed in Jerusalem, in the temple there. He stayed there and he was administering the church from there. Peter at a point, Peter at a point, he tried to go out and he went to Galatia. And when he got to the Galatians, to among the brethren in Galatians who were Gentiles, Paul was at home with them. Paul was eating with them. When Peter got there, he also began to eat with them. I want you to study that scripture in Galatians. Galatians chapter 1 and 2. Peter also was eating and behaving and living like Gentiles. But when there were some brethren that came from Jerusalem to meet with Peter, what did Peter do? He withdrew himself. And immediately, Paul the Apostle told him, Stop that, Peter. You are being an hypocrite. You don't do that. You don't do that. Before the brethren came from Jerusalem, you were eating and dining and behaving with these people. But when you saw the brethren coming, you now withdrew yourself. And he rebuked, the Bible says he rebuked Peter openly. He rebuked him openly. Now listen to me carefully. Peter was not designed to take the message of faith, the message of grace. He was not taking, designed to take the message to the Gentiles. I believe very strongly. God possibly wanted to commit it to the hands of Peter. But when God wanted to, God wanted to send him to Colinius, the Bible says there was, a, a, um, there was God served meal from heaven and brought it down in a, in a, in a vision to Peter. I said, Peter, take and eat. But what did Peter say? Peter said, no, Lord, you know I don't eat things that are creeping. I don't eat things that are creeping. Then he said, take and eat. But he said, no, no, Lord. He didn't eat it. First time, second time, third time, then it went. Then shortly after that vision, some people came from the house of Colonius 
I said, we are looking for a man called Peter because our master have requested us to bring him because an angel appeared to him and requested us to send for Peter to come and lead him in the way of salvation. After that account, I cannot really recall any account again when Peter was sent to the Gentiles. God had to look for Paul. And then he called him and met him on the way to Damascus and gave him this assignment. And you know, the beautiful thing is that God did not allow Paul to meet with the Christians in Jerusalem. Or else they would have wired him in such a way that he wouldn't be able to do the work of the porter, the work of the master, the way God wanted him to do it. But the Bible said, God said, people, Peter, Paul himself said it, he said for about 14 years he was separated and he stayed in the school of the Holy Spirit. He went to Arabia for about three years additional and he was schooled in the school of the Holy Spirit where God was teaching him the message of grace. He himself had to admit, said, no one taught me this message, but I received it by revelation from God. Paul knew exactly what the law meant. He knew the laws and the limitation of the law. Why? Because Paul himself was a lawyer. He knew the law very well. So he knew exactly what God was teaching him, which was the direct opposite of the law, which was grace. And God had to teach him a revelation. Now, what is the dimension of the potter to in faith? And I, I went through all this for, to lay the premises. To, to lay the foundation that hey you out there listening to me you must first of all discover who you are what purpose what is your purpose on earth before you start exercising faith i've discussed with several people over time wherein people say they're exercising faith but they're exercising faith against the purpose the, against the purpose of god for their lives listen that is not faith we all must discover who we are. You must know who you are. You must discover your purpose first. It is when you discover your purpose in Christ, you discover your purpose, that you can now exert faith in line with your purpose so that you can fulfill the mandate of God for your life. Amen. Now listen, it is important. I want us to first of all look at what is the process of the potter making the making a vessel out of the clay. The first thing is the, the potter goes to take raw clay, mashy clay, clay that may look like mold. And when you're talking of clay, there are different types of clay. There are some clay that can hold together. There are some that can mashy. There are some that can hold together. And there are of different color. Clays are of different color. So the potter goes, he gathers this clay and brings it right into the of into the workshop. He brings the clay. Now, when he gathers the clay, he puts them in the, in in he puts them either in a plank or put them on the beer floor, and then he looks at those clay. He looks at some that are red in nature in color. He looks at another one that are like black in color. He looks at another one that are brownish, of different color. Then he sits back and he begins to think and imagine in his mind, what do I want to make out of this clay? What vessel do I want to make out? So the first thing is, the, the clay, after it has been brought together, and the, the potter, remember, God is the potter. 
Jesus is the potter. The word of God is the potter. The Holy Spirit is the potter. The Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are the potter. They sit back and look at the clay. You and I, every one of us, are the clay. They look, they sit back and look and say, what do I want to make out of this clay? Look at the red one. Say, well, for this red one, let's make a vessel that we can use on the field. He looks at another one. I'm going to make out of this a plate to eat. I'm going to make out of this a vessel to use in the washroom. I'm going to make out of this a, a kind of a vessel that only kings use. I'm going to make out of this the vessel that is used to feed animals. So he sits back and he makes that decision. And there is nothing we can do. That is its sovereign dimension of God. That is sovereign nature of God. So when God makes up his mind, not like the potter makes up his mind on what to do with the clay, the next thing he does is he takes this clay and then he puts it on the wheel. The wheel goes around. It spins. It goes round and round and round. It takes the clay, makes a little, depending on the on on the on the density, depending on how sticky you want it to be, it takes it and put it on the wheel. When he puts it on the wheel, he now begins, the wheel begins to roll. Then with his hands, he begins to mold. He begins to mold. He begins to mold while the wheel is spinning. As the wheel continues to spin, he begins to bring his imagination to creating those things that he wants. If it's a vessel, a cup, he begins to make it and shapes it with his hands while the wheel is going. Now, as the wheel is going, he will take the water, he takes water at times, he sprinkles it on it and he makes it to take the shape. At times, he puts his hand in a particular way, in such a way that he wants to make a shape out of it. That wheel continues to roll and continues to roll and then it begins to put water to be able to form the shape that it needs. What is that water? You are the clay. What is the water? That is the word of God. He begins to put the word, they put the word to make you, to form you in the way that he wants you to be. Now listen carefully to me. When you go buy an when you go buy an electronic appliance or whatever appliance you are buying, like a TV or a microwave or any other thing, when you go buy, amen. When you go buy, what happens? Hmm. There is something that is inside that which is called a manual. A manual. It's called a manual. Now, when you get it, for any wise person. You first look at the manual in setting it up. You look at the manual. You set it up according to the specification. The word of God with the only which God is waiting on that, that is your manual. Then after that, what does it do? After it has made it, has gone through the wheel, then it comes out in the shape it wants, it will take it out and he put it on, he put it on the cupboard. He puts it in a safe place and leaves it there to dry. He leaves it there to dry. Now, the clay at this point, when it's going through the wheel, will begin to think, what am I going to be made of? Is he making me a vessel? Is he making me a pail? Is he making me a vessel to be used in the palace 
a vessel to be used in the stable, or a vessel to be used in the washroom, or a vessel to be used in any way. When he makes it, and then he puts it out there, the clay will say, Whoa, so this is where I'm going to. For days, the potter will leave the clay there. The clay may possibly think, I'm done, so it's going to forget me here. Listen to me. God is not done with you. He's not done with you. You might have put you in the shell. He's putting you there to dry up. Now, the, the, the vessel will say, well, I'm just drying up here. I think he's forgotten me. No. The next thing the potter does, after a couple of days, when he sees that he's dry to an extent, he knows he's still not fully dry. If you pour water into it that same way, that water will be colored. It will be colored because it is not properly dry. The next thing the potter does is that he takes that vessel and takes it into the oven. And then he puts a heat of about 2,000 degrees centigrade. 2,000 degrees. Now, boiling water is 100 degrees. <laughs> so, when water gets fully boiled, it's 100. But when the clay is put in the oven, it is passed through a heat of about 2,000. Now listen, at that time, the vessel may think it's forgotten. But when it's put into the heat, it begins to crack. It begins to yell. No, this is too hot. Get me out of here. I want to get out of here. Enough is enough. I don't want it. Now listen carefully. It is important to know that the drier the vessel, the more expensive it is. The longer the vessel stays in that oven, the better it comes out to be. The more expensive it becomes. The more expensive it becomes. So it goes through a degree, a temperature of about 2,000. And then at the end of the day, it is brought out. The longer it stays in that heat, the more beautiful it is. Now, I've just talked to Ross today about the process. The process. What is this process? This process is the process wherein the potter makes the vessel. Now, it is now the responsibility of that vessel to stay in the field, in the place of purpose, or else, if it now tries now to be somebody else and tries to faith it, you realize that you cannot faith to change God's divine agenda. Listen, you cannot change or fast and faith to change God's divine agenda. It's like somebody saying he wants to fast and pray and change God's end time agenda. It's not possible. Pandemic. Um, uh, um, wars, nation rising against nations. There will be like a a peace, and all of a sudden there will be an uproar. There will there are things that are divine agenda. It cannot be changed. It cannot be changed. You can't faith it. You can't change it. Now God has created you to be a plate, and you say you want to use faith to turn yourself to a bucket. No. Even if you function as a bucket, you cannot reach your full potential. If the plate looks like a plate, if the, plate, the bowl that's being used like in the kitchen is being used to fetch water, how much water can a bowl in the kitchen carry? It must be a bucket. You must be a bucket. So if you are being used in the field as a bucket, you can't be effective. You can't be exactly who God wants you to be. You've just been a copy. But until you go back to the kitchen, 
and then you begin to exercise your faith in the kitchen, that is when you begin to walk. Now, let's, I'm going to round off right now, I have about, just about five more minutes. And I, I want to read to us a scripture. And then next week, we'll continue. I want you to invite your friends. Please, this dimension that we are talking about is very important. It's very important. God does not leave his people stranded. He gives us, he gives us direction. He gives us direction. He does. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. Isaiah 64, verse 8. I'll read to us. He says, And yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We all are formed by your hand. We all are formed by your hand. But not this. He said, O Lord, you are our Father. You, we are the clay, you are the potter, and you are the one that formed us by your hand. The clay, the potter does not ask the clay what it should be made of. It's the potter that makes that decision, that is our decision. Now, look again at the Jeremiah. I want to read this scripture, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 3 to 4. Jeremiah 18, 3 to 4. It says, so I did as he told me and found the potter walking at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out well, did not turn out as he hoped. So what did he do? He crushed it into a lump of clay again and started all over. Now, this is just a picture that is being said by Jeremiah here of a Christian. He is the potter. We are the clay. God wants to use you or wants you to do some particular work. But you are looking at another person. You are looking at another person's time to look at your achievement. You are looking at another person's purpose to find fulfillment. You are looking at another person's life as a yardstick for your success. No! That person you are looking at may be a bucket. is fulfilling his purpose. You may be a plate, but you are looking at the bucket. Enough. Stop looking at that direction. Find out who you are and then act in faith in that direction. I'm going to stop here. I will continue this teaching next week. It's a series. And I want every one of us, please share this message and invite people to listen to it. It's going to turn your life around. It's going to take a lot of stress off you. It's going to take you out. It's going to take a lot of burden that God did not put on you. Remember Jesus Christ said, he said, my burden is light. My, my, my yoke is light. And my burden is not easy. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. When you go around looking otherwise, otherwise, you take other people's burden. You are taking other people's yoke. You don't take the yoke of God. The yoke of God is easy. His burden is light. I will stop. Are you there? Are you born again? If you are not born again, listen to me. There is no way you can even find purpose until you go back to the Creator. For you to be who you, God wants you to be, you must go back to the manufacturer. You must go back to Him who created you and ask Him, Lord, who am I? Who am I created to be? But the starting point, you have to give your heart to Jesus. I want you to say this prayer after me as you give your life to Jesus today. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. 
to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I am sorry for my sins and I ask for forgiveness. Wash me with your precious blood. Cleanse me and make me whole. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins and he rose from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today I am saved. Today I am born again. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. You are born again. Now you can go back to the portal. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray, O oh Lord God, that you will breathe this word upon the hearts of your people. Let this word come alive. Open our eyes of understanding. Help us to know. Help us to do. Help us to walk the walk that you desire us to walk. Help us to know the truth about ourselves that we need to know. Help us to walk in the fullness of your revelation. Help us to walk in the fullness of your reality. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Till I come your way again next week, same time. Remember, on Saturday, clocking for faith, for Dominion Voice Breakfast Meeting. The Lord will bless you. And always remember, you walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you. See you on Saturday.